Parshas Vayigash starts with Yehuda confronting Yosef. And uh, we know the, the emotional plea that Yehuda makes to have Yosef, of course, not keep in Yemen, and ultimately it results in, in Yosef revealing on a Yosef Hoda Vichai. The emergence of Yehuda seemed to really take place in last week's Parsha, where Yaakov did not accept Ruvain's plea. Ruvain went out of his way to advocate that he take responsibility, that please send us down, and he committed his two sons, so to speak, to, to the task of uh, saving Binyamin, and uh, returning Binyamin, I should say. And Yaakov didn't respond, but he did respond to Yehuda. And he did uh, sort of give him the, those orders, and as he sent the, the, uh, the brothers back down to Mitzrayim, which led to the beginning of this week's parasha, Yehuda was clearly the one that uh, seemed to be the catalyst for that return, and it was, it was therefore logical that he emerged the leader at the beginning of Ayigash. The Ramban says something back in Miketz that's, I think, uh, fascinating in terms of the nature of people and how what we say and what we do has really long-term, lifetime effects. And I think certainly in the area of parenting, it's something that we need to keep in mind uh, really to a, great, to a great extent. And the Ramban says that the reason why Ruvain was not accepted, Ruvain's uh, stepping forward and trying to take a leadership was not accepted by Yaakov and Yehuda was accepted is because Ruvain already had a transgression and he hurt Yaakov. He did something against Yaakov. There was a, a slight to Yaakov in terms of, of course, we know earlier in, in the parashos that uh, Ruvain moved the bed. He moved, he moved Yaakov's bed into Leah's tent when the, it was in Bila's tent and there was a it was criticized by Chazal, and clearly uh, Yaakov referenced that later on in Parshas Vayechi. Uh, but because he was Pogea, because he did something that sort of impacted the honor, the esteem of Yaakov, even though we know that Ruven was the, the embodiment of tshuva, he was sitting in sackcloth. That's why he wasn't there later on when the brothers sold him, because he was, he was doing tshuva, and he was even the, the inspiration for Yehuda to do tshuva. And there's no question that, that Yaakov... Must have heard from Ruvain many, many times. I'm so sorry, Daddy, Abba. I'm so sorry. Please forgive, please forgive me. Please forgive me. It seems that that years later, it wasn't completely forgotten. With despite the mechila, despite the incredible, the incredible level of of Yaakov, when we hurt somebody, we can get an official mechila. It doesn't mean that the pain is gone. It does not mean that the emotions, the residual emotions, are are not do not remain. And certainly, this could be true for a son to a parent, but obviously, in, in the context of of, uh, of these few minutes that uh, that we discuss parenting, I think we certainly have to keep it in mind uh, from the parenting point of view to the child. And I cannot tell you how many times over the years I've heard comments from from children where literally, and then or teenagers. Obviously, I'm dealing with young young adults. I guess they're technically still children, but. The, the, the remember the, the memories they have, whether it's from, from their pre-high school days, the high school days, comments that are made, statements that could be so harsh, statements that you, you'd say, how could a person ever say such a thing? And I'm sure the parent would say, I was angry and I, I just lost myself. And I, of course, nobody ever means I wish you were never born or you've never given me any, any uh, nachas or uh, I don't know why I even had you. 
harsh statements, statements that, okay, but you know, they're, they're, they're in a moment of aggravation, a moment of frustration. Okay, so I said things. What, are you going to hold, it, uh, hold me to those words forever? Well, maybe. The answer is maybe. We see how far-reaching. This is not the only time we can have other references we can see in the Torah that things where a person does something, while it might be an official mechila, but the words could uh, ultimately fall empty in terms of does it leave an impact on the emotional well-being of that child? And what about one's attitude towards towards religion when when uh, rebellion or parents or anybody in a in a in a role where we make statements I, I know cases where it wasn't even the child themselves but the this person left Yiddishkeit because of a comment that a Rebbe made to another student in the school in the class and just the hurt of that comment was so impactful to this young man and again I know there are many factors and I I'm not here to to come down on rebellion I'm just saying that the level of sensitivity we have to have in, in the course of our lives, especially with our children, to the point where there almost could be no error. We, of course, we can discipline, of course, we can speak strongly, but there always has to be love, and there can never be hurtful words. There never, never can be words that cut a person down and that make a person feel less. These are words that literally can stay for a lifetime. So, Bez Hashem, let's be super sensitive that we don't have to deal with the long term repercussions of these kinds of events. And Bez Hashem, only see nachas from our children. Shabbos.